Welcome to A Guy and His Pipe. I'm Travis Sivart, and I'm going to kick back with a pipe, a brandy, and explore incredible, fun, kooky, and creepy things right here in the world we live in. I'm going to explore unique food experiences, haunted locations, natural wonders, amazing historic sites, lost civilizations, all the way down to your backyard. So come join me as we explore this weird, wonderful, wacky world, one destination at a time. Now, just so you know, I will be having a brandy. It's my usual of Paul Maison, my four-year. Um, I'd like to try that and different cognacs here. And I am smoking a Capri Gazzo quarter bent and enjoying that with some uh, Fresnel and Deal Dark Cherry Cavendish. You're going to hear me tamping it, puffing on it, relighting it, and all that sort of thing. What I'd really like to go into this time is something that happened to Virginia. Sort of. Maybe. This is one of those weird circumstances that's got a very well-known name. They've done books and movies about it. I'm not going that in-depth as any of those, but I'm just going to kind of touch on the surface and maybe give you something to look at and explore more. So let's talk about Virginia, which is my current home state. Light up that pipe. Now, Virginia is one of the original 13 colonies of the United States. It has historic landmarks like Monticello, where the founding father, Thomas Jefferson's iconic Charlottesville plantation, Jamestown Settlement, Colonial Williamsburg, Living History Museums in Colonial Williamsburg. It, it's got a lot here, anywhere from oceans to mountains to, you know, uh, amber waves of grain, etc., etc. One nice thing about Virginia, you really have everything from swamp to mountains to big cities, right up against Washington, D.C., places like Richmond and Alexandria has incredible history as well as theater and more. All in all, pretty great state. A lot of variety. I like it for that. Now, in 1607, 104 English men and boys arrived in North America to start a settlement. On May 13th, they picked Jamestown, Virginia, for their settlement. And they named the town after their king, James I. And the settlement became the first permanent English settlement in North America. The state itself is the Old Dominion State. That's the nickname. Got statehood June 25th, 1788 as the 10th state. Population of about 9 million, give or take. Capital is Richmond, biggest city here, Virginia Beach. The state bird is a northern cardinal. The tree is the American dogwood. And its motto is Six Semper Tyrannus, thus always to tyrants. Now I want to flip back to 1955. There was a UFO expert, which I got to wonder, how do you get that title? How do you get the title of UFO expert? Especially in 1955. I feel like you can go to a college class now and get that, you know, just by studying 
anywhere from meteorology to, I don't know. Uh, after all, I have a degree in metaphysics, and I know there are colleges that offer degrees in the paranormal and parapsychology and the study of weird shit. So, UFO expert Morris Jessup received two letters from somebody named Carlos Miguel Allende, who later changed the name to Carl Meredith Allen. This UFO expert, Morris Jessup, received in the mail his own book with a bunch of handwritten annotations in the margins and other places referring to the experiment, U.S. Navy Research Organization, a little later, he also got a series of letters making further claims. Now, Carlos or Carl claimed that he had seen a military experiment where a destroyer ship, USS Eldridge, was teleported to another dimension, found aliens. And by the way, the more popular name for this experiment would be the Philadelphia Experiment. Like I said, there are movies and books galore about it. So, Allendy, Carlos, Carl, claimed to have witnessed the experiment while he was aboard the SS Andrew Furuseth, a destroyer escort, and the ship was made invisible, teleported to Norfolk, Virginia, for several minutes, and then reappeared in the Philadelphia yard. The ship's crew suffered various side effects, some insanity, others intangible, like they were phased out of reality, still there, but you couldn't touch them. It's like X-Men all over. Others frozen in place, some of them even embedded in the deck were the walls of the ship like half in, half out, and still alive. So, Jessup, Morris there, wrote back, going, tell me some more. Give me some proof of your story. And Carl says, well, I've got to recover my memories. And said, but you could check out this article in a Philadelphia newspaper. They covered the whole thing. Which Morris went and checked that out. Couldn't find a newspaper by that name. Bullshit. So, by the way, there was a press release from the military that covered where this ship was from August to December 1943. That's when it supposedly took place. Now, the guy didn't send the books over there to Morris till 1955, so this is, you know, 12 years later. But the press release said, from August to December 1943, the Eldridge started in New York Naval Shipyard, went to Bermuda, back to New York by November 1st, left New York as an escort for a convoy, UGS-23, arrived at Norfolk November 2nd, then left for Casablanca and returned to New York December 17th, left New York on December 31st to go back to Norfolk. 
Nowhere was it ever said to be in Philadelphia. So this book, this UFO book that the guy wrote, that Morris wrote, and Carl sent him a copy of his own book with all these notes in the margins. The notes were allegedly written by, stories conflict, two or three interstellar travelers, aliens from other dimensions. Only one had a name, Jemmy. But the interstellar visitors claimed to be concerned that Carl was getting too close to figuring out their propulsion systems. Carl claimed that Albert Einstein's research was used to teleport the military destroyer. By the way, Einstein was a part-time consultant to the military for a couple of years, 1943 to 44. Carl believed Einstein was working on starship propulsion systems that were already being used by these extraterrestrials. By the way, they later determined that Carl wrote all the notes, using different colored inks, I think. So dozens of books have been written about this guy and his letters and the annotations on aliens or from aliens. The Navy, the Office of Naval Research, ONR, put out a letter about it going, uh, no, no, we didn't. Some of the highlights from this letter, I'm going to read it verbatim, and it's out there on the internet. You can find it. About the alleged secret naval experiment conducted by the Navy in Philadelphia in 1943. During the experiment, according to Allenby, a ship was rendered invisible and teleported to and from Norfolk in a few minutes, with some terrible after effects for the crew members. Supposedly, it was accomplished by applying Einstein's unified field theory. Allendale claimed that he had witnessed the experiment from another ship and the incident was reported in a Philadelphia newspaper. The identity of the newspaper has never been established and the identity of Allendale is unknown at the time of the writing of that letter. No address. Personnel at the 4th Naval District believe that the questions surrounding the so-called Philadelphia experiment arise from the quite routine research which occurred during World War II at the Philadelphia Naval Shipyard. Till recently, it was believed that the foundation for the apocryphal stories arose from degaussing experiments, which had the effect of making a ship undetectable or invisible to magnetic minds. Another likely genesis of the bizarre stories about levitation, teleportation effects on human crew members might be attributed to experiments with generating with the generating plant of the destroyer, the USS T1, and it might be missing a letter there. In the 1950s, this ship was part of an experiment to test the effects of a small high-frequency generator providing 1,000 hertz instead of the standard 400. The higher frequency produced corona discharges. In other words, light. Another well-known phenomenon associated with high-frequency generators. None of the crews suffered effects from the experiment. ONR, the Office of Naval Research, never conducted any investigations on invisibility, either in 1943 or 
at any other time. Matter of fact, O&R wasn't even established until 1946. In view of the present scientific knowledge, this letter goes on, O&R scientists do not believe that such an experiment could be possible except in the realm of science fiction. So as a science fiction writer, I'm interested. And I love this concept where it's combining, the unified theory is combining gravity and magnetism to teleport. And it is based on a theory by Einstein. You're right above my desk. I have a Funko Pop of Albert Einstein. Small fact there. But this looks effectively debunked. But if I was a conspiracy guy, I would say in that letter, looks like the U.S. military totally dodged a bullet by going, this thing didn't exist. Our little organization that you're saying did this didn't exist. So that organization never experimented with this stuff. But we all know the U.S. government has looked into weird shit. Mind control, hypnosis, uh, hallucinations. As a species, we're fascinated by this stuff. But did 70 years ago, they effectively use technology to turn a ship invisible and teleport it with its full crew and back again? That's a hard thing to swallow. But this world is full of weird stuff that we can't explain. So tell me your thoughts. You can email me at a guy on his pipe at gmail.com and also check out travissivart.com. Last name, same as the first, but in reverse. And you could see my other podcasts, like The Traveler's Inn, which is an episodic fantasy sci-fi story. Tavern Reflections with classic stories of my own in the relaxation or meditation style. Or... Check out my books and audiobooks, such as the Silver and Smith Chronicles, which explores this type of stuff, or the Portal series, where people go from this world to a fantasy world in a different body. All kind of relates in the steampunk cycle, which has a lot of that kind of technology. Till then, I will raise my glass to you and say thank you for joining me, and remember, experience lasts a lifetime. Collect that.